What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brian Janu Show. And as you know, it's Tuesday. So it means, you already know what it means. It's podcast, podcast Tuesday. Um, like always, man, on all podcast platforms, I have Brian Janu Show. Social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook, Brian Janu Show. And, of course, YouTube channel, Brian Janu Show. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been subscribing. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it's Tuesday, so you already know. It's obli sports. Um, and let's get into it, man. So the Super Bowl is set. Uh, it will be the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, if you follow me on social media, you know yesterday I posted that I am not intrigued by this Super Bowl. I do not care who wins this Super Bowl. I don't give a shit. Um... Kansas City beat the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game, 17 to 10. Um, and the San Francisco 49ers beat the Detroit Lions, 34 to 31, coming back from a 17 point deficit. Well, yeah, 17 point deficit. <sighs> and an NFC Championship game. Um, yeah. I don't care about the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, it could be like, well, Brandon, you just saying that because your teams didn't make it. And that, yeah. I am not like a lot of these people out here that's going to lie and be like, no, that's not the – no, it's totally the fucking reason. I am tired of the Super Bowl already, and it hasn't even been played yet because I already know what the fuck the buildup about to be. Can Brock Purdy do it? Travis Kelsey, if he wins, will he marry Taylor Swift? It's literally the most bullshit – storylines coming into a Super Bowl and I do not give a fuck I do not care the slightest I don't care who wins if Patrick Mahomes Kansas City wins Andy Reid is considered one of the greatest head coaches which he's already is which he already is but he will now officially have what three rings on his ledger with multiple conference championship game appearances I think he made like seven in the NFC. I think he made like seven or eight in the AFC. Like, you know, he's made four Super Bowl appearances now in Kansas City. This will be his third ring in Kansas City. He made one in Philly. So, yeah, man. Um, I don't care. And if San Francisco wins, then Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius, and Brock Purdy is his Tom Brady. He finally found his Tom Brady, the guy that fits his offense, the guy that can do everything for him when he needs him to do it. And again, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, I don't care. I feel like I feel like a lot of people think the Super Bowl is going to be like last year's Super Bowl with Philly and, and Kansas City. And I don't think that. I think the Super Bowl is literally going to be like a couple years ago, Rams and Patriots, where it was like 13-3. It was a defensive game. It was sloppy. It was boring as fuck. I, I, I expect it to be more that way because, like I told my brother Juan last night on our show, Jax Wild, on his All Sports uh, Talk um, page on Instagram, so go Go follow him on that. Go follow Jack's Wild Sports Show on YouTube. That's the YouTube channel um, for all of his content and ours. 
Um, but I don't see this being a super explosive game. I see this being very defensive savvy. I mean, the first time they played four years ago in, in the Super Bowl, it wasn't super crazy. That shit was kind of like a very chess matchy game. Like, I don't, I don't expect this game to be super over the top defensively. I think uh, offensively, I think it's going to be very defensive savvy. It's going to be very, you know, not the fuck up the game plan savvy. Block Purdy is not going to do anything. Kyle Shanahan is going to call his most concise game ever because he's going to literally give it to Christian McCaffrey. That is literally the game plan. Christian McCaffrey. If we can get him going, we're good. The moment that he can't get going, we're fucked. Um, which brings me to the Brock Purdy conversation, right? So many people um, are now like, well, the game Sunday, Brock Purdy coming back for 17 points down, has now officially put him in a conversation of, you know, you can stop doubting Brock Purdy. No, the fuck I'm not. I don't give a shit that he beat Detroit. I don't care, not a bit. Detroit's defense has literally been one of the worst open field tackling teams this entire fucking season. It's even gotten worse in the postseason. If you watched them play against the Rams in Tampa Bay, you saw how easy it was for them to just move the ball. I'm not about to give – I know, I know, I know. I give him credit for the comeback, but I am not about to sit up here and now say, he's elite, told you. No, no, he's not. Um, no, he's not. Um, because he also had another game in the Green Bay game where he was very fucking sloppy, and he didn't play well. And, yeah, it was raining and all that, but we're not going to also ignore the first fucking half where he literally could not move the ball. He could not do shit in that first half. He threw a pick. Like, like, uh, stop it. Stop it. I'm not like Shannon Sharp where it's like, he got to win a Super Bowl now. No. But what I do believe is this. You are fit into a system. I don't give a shit. If you fall outside that system, can Brock Purdy go right now and play in, let's say, the Jets system right now? Can he go to the Jets and be that same player? I don't think so. The players that you have help you, man. Let's be real. He's in a great system with great players, which is what last week when I talked about the closing windows, it matters because next because if they don't win in the Super Bowl, you do now start have to ask this question. Christian McCaffrey's getting up there in age. Debo's been hurt a bunch of times. Brandon Ayuk is a free agent. Trent Williams is also getting up there in age. How many more years he really got? That offensive line outside of Trent Williams is literally terrible. And this is why I also say it's going to be a defensive savvy game because if they cannot afford to have Brock Purdy in situations where Kansas City could sub the exotic blitzes that, that uh, Steve Spagnola calls, Brock Purdy's not ready for that. I'm sorry. He's not ready for that. He could barely handle Detroit's pressure, and it was his only rusher before. So I know you can't handle an exotic blitz on a long third down. That is why I say this is going to be literally the most Christian McCaffrey game I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what this game, the Super Bowl to me, man, is is going to be such a boring game. I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this shit. 
But go back to Sunday, man. Uh, the first game, the AFC Championship game, the Baltimore Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Me and my brother Juan talked about this last night, like I said, on our show. And there was two coordinators that probably completely and utterly fucked themselves up because of the game plans they called in that con- in those conference championship games. One was Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator Mike McDaniels. Uh, no, Todd Munkin, Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. The other one is Aaron Glenn of the Detroit Lions, def- uh, the defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, Aaron Glenn. Todd Munkin fucked himself. Like, he was going to get so much high praise if he would have beaten Kansas City. And again, I don't know, and, and, and I don't know if this was a game plan or what, but the first drive, the second drive of the game, y'all are driving down the field. Y'all go for it on four down. Lamar Jackson gets it. Matter of fact, not only gets it, he gets like 23 yards off that one, that one carry. The next couple of plays, y'all are literally running down the field. Y'all score a touchdown. It is 7-7. The fact of the matter is, Kansas City scored again, and then it just like y'all went full, like, we got to throw the ball to win this game. It's like, what the fuck were y'all watching? What were y'all looking at? Like, I, like I told my brother Juan Sunday, and I told him last night, I've never seen Lamar Jackson question if he should run and uh, run out the pocket. Like, he was standing in the pocket like, I got to throw the ball. And it was like last seconds, like, oh, shit, let me run now. Like, bro, if I see the fucking field developing, it's already, like, I can't see anybody open. I'm taking off. I'm the fastest fucking player on the field. You're not catching me. And I know people going to be like, well, it was the defense. They were playing zones and all this shit. And they had quarterback spy. He is faster than a quarterback fucking spy. Y'all know that shit. Shut up. The fact that the Ravens, the fact the Ravens fucked up that game is still mind-boggling to me. I have no idea how the fuck you fucked up that game. Like, you go get Delvin Cook before the postseason. He plays in, in the Houston game. I'm thinking he going to play He gonna play in this game hard, man. They're going to run the ball all day on Kansas City because Kansas City can't really stop the run like talking about it. You could all switch. You could switch it up from Delvin Cook to Justin Hill to Gus Edwards. And nothing. Like, and then on top of that, the fact that y'all had Justice Hill trying to block on third downs when they are blitzing, when you have literally one of the best fullbacks in the fucking NFL, who's y'all are the only team that used y'all fullback like on certain plays. Like the fact that y'all didn't even use y'all fullback to protect Lamar Jackson, and it, and it's like you didn't even try to do it. Like the fact that that man was not out there. This man is a three hundred pound fullback who literally should be an offensive lineman. He's not even protecting Lamar Jackson in these blitz packages. You got Justice Hill, who is literally the smallest of your running backs, out there trying to pick up blitz packages. Come on, bro. And and here's the thing. Yeah, if you're trying to screen him, okay, cool. But the fact of the matter is you're not screening him open. You're literally letting this man stay out there and get, and, and get polarized from blitzes. Like, it was, it was so stupid. Stupid. I have no idea how Baltimore can now look at themselves and think to themselves. They literally pissed away a chance to go to the Super Bowl. At home, Kansas City's coming to you. 
the second half, your defense shut their ass down. They didn't do shit. The fact of the matter is you lost this game when your defense literally had the best second half I've seen any defense have against Kansas City in the playoffs. They shut their ass down. And you could not capitalize on the one thing you were supposed to capitalize on, offense. You have the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Zay Flowers was torching Kansas City. Odell Beckham started to get into the game. We were talking about Isaiah Likely, Mark Andrews. I saw Mark Andrews. I didn't see Isaiah Likely. What the fuck was going on? I really want to know what the game plan was because Todd Munkin had so much high praise and then just in a game, one game, you're like, yeah, he can't be a, he can't be a head coach. When the pressure gets to you, you completely scrap the identity of your team. How? I don't understand that shit. I, I don't understand that shit. Which moves over to the NFC Championship game. Like I said, Detroit was up 17 points going into the second half. And this is what where me and my brother Juan also talked about last night, where it was like, people are sitting up here and trying to make it seem like, oh my God, Dan Campbell, he he went for it on two four downs. He didn't get them. He converted, he was one out of three on four downs. It is what it is. Um... For people that sit up here and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe Dan Campbell just screwed his own team. If it wasn't for Dan Campbell doing that, going for the forward down, Detroit would not even be the team that they are today. That's why last week I said Detroit is Super Bowl window has just opened. Because I don't think people really understand. Like, Detroit is different, man. And now they keep their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnston, He's not going to take the job at Washington or Seattle. So now that automatically makes your offense more dynamic next year with the weapons you're going to get. I don't trust this, man. I I don't like how media wants to now make it say, I can't believe he would do that. That tells me, like my brother Juan and me was talking about last night, that tells me right there and there, you never watched the Detroit Lions game. You just started paying attention to Detroit because Dan Campbell has been doing that shit since the first day he walked on to the fucking job. He did that shit week one against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was like a fourth and five punt. He took it and ran it up the fucking middle for like 15 yards. That's what he does. Now, me personally, I get it. But he has gone for the jugular. He was trying to go for the jugular, and I get that. Me personally, I would have said either Jameer Gibbs, Amarad St. Brown, or Sam Laporte is getting this ball. If it's not one of those three, I'm kicking a field goal. And I'm going to force San Francisco to have to double at least two of them, which leaves a one-on-one situation with someone. But for people that's getting on this man, Dan Campbell, for, for, for what he's always fucking done, his team just ex- didn't execute. Josh Reynolds had two drops in that game. Who, if you've watched Detroit this whole postseason, you know he's had an amazing postseason for Detroit the last two games. Until Sunday. 
He sucked Sunday. And that is something I cannot be, you know, blind to. He had a terrible game Sunday. But in the Rams game, he showed up massively. In the Tampa Bay game, he showed up massively. He just had a two incredibly bad drops in terrible fucking timing to drop those balls. That was it, man. But for Josh, people that's on Dan Campbell, and they're like, oh, my God, he that was the worst. It's like, bro, you don't get Detroit, and that's the problem. But next year, when they're back in a situation with the number one seed, maybe then you'll figure it out. Because I'm telling you right now. And, and again, like I said, Aaron Glenn, who was the head coach, uh, defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, I, I – listen, I'm all for having – Black leadership, <laughs> but damn, you can't get that defense right, bro. Like that defense was a simple game, man. This all you had to do in the second half was just tackle. That was it. Nothing more, nothing less. Just tackle. As soon as they catch the ball, hit them. I know it sounds hard, right? It's not, but this is one thing. You learn this shit the beginning of the season. That is like mini camp shit, like training camp shit. Wrap up with both arms, with both arms. Wrap their ass up, bear hug them, do something, get their ass down. The fact that you got people out there that can't fucking tackle is why San Francisco got back into the game and won the fucking game. Because there's no way in hell. You're going to sit up here and tell me that San Francisco should have won that game. If Detroit knew how to fucking tackle. <clears throat> I'll get that game. Like I said, Kansas City is playing San Francisco, Super Bowl, Sunday. I'm happy for them. But, yeah, I'm still not intrigued by this game. <laughs> I am not intrigued by this game, man. <sighs> so, speaking of coaching changes and coaching situations. Let's move on to the NBA. <coughs> Excuse me. The Lakers lost last night to the Houston Rockets. Now, I've been one of those guys that have said, yo, I'm, I'm not with this idea of just firing someone just because. Devin Ham got the Lakers to the Western Conference Finals last year. There was nothing wrong with the team after you made sudden changes, sudden sudden trades. Traded Russell Westbrook, got some pieces. Didn't the man coached you guys to the Eastern to the Western Conference Finals? Yes. Were you completely outmatched by Denver? Yeah, but Denver's just better than you. So was Denver better than the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns and anybody else that would have played Denver? They were just better than you, and they were way more hungrier than you. This was never supposed to be a team that was going to stay together. I don't know why people continue to scream like, oh, my God, damn, he can't coach. 
he can't figure lineup changes. The reason why he can't figure out the lineup changes is because he doesn't have the proper fucking players. Outside of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who the fuck do you think can literally go on any team right now and be a leading scorer? LeBron James and Anthony Davis, outside of those two, who the fuck can go somewhere right now and be an actual leading scorer on a, on a basketball team and be their number one option? I would have let Austin Rivers walk. As Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves walk in free agency. I would let Austin Reeves just walk in free agency. You paid him because he sparked something, but he's not as athletic as everybody thinks. He can't really fucking jump. He barely can fucking shoot like that. And the fact that, and, and, and the fact that I was screaming like he's a defensive guy. Really? What the fuck did you see that? I like that Jackson Hayes pickup, but Jackson Hayes ain't been shit since he got to the league. Like his rookie year was something, and then he just faded. The Lakers are not that team. D'Angelo Russell, who LeBron clearly was trying to get rid of last year, and they were like, nah, let's let's keep him. <laughs> the fuck? Why would you do that? I get it. The Lakers fans, y'all, y'all want to storm the building of the of the of the crypto arena and scream fire Devin Ham. But I need you to understand something. This is the second straight year now where you guys have started off absolutely terrible. So is it Devin Ham or is it Rob Palinka who continues to put these fucking bullshit players together and try to tell Devin Ham make it work? There's three to four players on that team right now that I would have never put on that team. Cam Reddish. Wasn't even the man in Atlanta, and he could have easily been, but he wasn't even the man in Atlanta. The fuck? Yo, Cam Reddish, is, Cam Reddish hasn't been the guy since Duke, and even then he was the third option behind Zion and R.J. Barrett. And y'all now screaming, ah, oh, keep Cam Reddish, put Cam Reddish in the game, let him play. I ain't never heard motherfuckers scream, get Cam Reddish in the game. Ever. The fuck are you talking about? Fuck out of here. Daniel Russell is cool. He's got his moments. But he's a liability. And we all know this shit. The Lakers. Y'all gonna find Devonham and get who? So this is the problem with people that, that always hear shit when they always scream, fire the coach. Okay, you fire the head coach. Who you getting? I ain't got somebody on the staff already to know why the coach. It... So you want a babysitter. For grown-ass men, you want a babysitter. The Lakers' problem The Lakers' problem is that the roster is not good. For the second straight year, Rob Palenka put together this bullshit roster. For the second straight year, Devin, Devin Ham, Darvin Ham has had to try to make it work. And for the second straight year, I've heard motherfuckers call for his job and try to make it seem like it's not his problem. 
it's not it's not it's not Rob Palenka's fault. It's 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 Devin it's Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham should know how to make this roster work. You got a bunch of fucking role players and people that never really was the guy to begin with. You literally put LeBron James and Anthony Davis with a team full of role players. And if they were on any other team, they would be coming off the bench as like the seven, eight person all in the rotation. But yet you want to now sit up here and scream, fire the head coach. Because he got absolutely no one. Yo, y'all are literally screaming for Jared Vanderbilt. Just because you got LeBron and Anthony Davis <clears throat> does not mean you have a, a championship winning team. And this is why I kept saying when I did my NBA preview, I don't know why people keep screaming the Lakers are some great team and they're going to the fucking finals every fucking year. You're starting to get like the Cowboys, which is kind of obvious. The Lakers are the Cowboys of the NBA and the Cowboys are the Lakers of the NFL. Because y'all fan bases are fucking delusional when you don't want to hear the truth. The truth is you got two good players. One is clearly a fucking Hall of Famer, probably one of the greatest basketball players of all time. The other one is really good, decent. Damn near could be great some nights. But with injuries and problems like that, he will never really reach his full potential. And then you got a bunch of fucking average-ass role players. Motherfuckers that should be on the bench on other teams. You're trying to tell me, Tell your coach to make him work. Hey, get that guy to make it work. D'Angelo Russell had one season where he was an all-star. Kyle Reddish couldn't make it to work in Atlanta. Austin Reeves was, what, a, a rookie last year? Or his, like his third year in the league, some shit like that? He didn't get going until literally when they had literally no one to really use. So they just put him in the game, and he started making shit work. Jackson Hayes has been in the news more for his off-the-court shit than his on-the-court shit. Jared Vandeville couldn't even play in the playoffs sometimes because he was a liability in certain situations. Because he couldn't score. He could defend, but he couldn't score. And yet, this is the... <laughs> This is the team that y'all are now mad and screaming at your head coach. Hey, man, you don't know how to make it work. The, the Bucks fired their head coach. The Bucks didn't have faith in their head coach. For some stupid reason, they fired a man. They never really, because they hired him without realizing they were going to go get Damian Litter. As soon as they got Damian Litter, the fucking, the, 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 the this is just a trial run season. Turned it to, no, we got to win a championship now. The Lakers thought this was the same thing. The problem is y'all are blaming the head coach for what the, what the, what the, the, um, the staff is doing, what the general manager is doing. He's giving them these bullshit players and saying, hey, man, make it work. You got LeBron. You got Anthony Davis. Make it work. How the fuck am I supposed to make this work? Having these dudes are role players, six, seven, eight men coming off the bench if they're on another fucking team. Are you serious? And I'm supposed to put these motherfuckers in a game and let them start for us? 
and only two people that I could count on. One always gets injured, and the other one is in his late 30s. Make it work. <laughs> Lakers fans, boy, I tell you, y'all niggas just delusional just like the Cowboys. What the fuck, bro? What in the fuck? I think I spoke on this last week. But I'll speak on it again. I, I, I hate this dumbass rule of the 65 games players have to play because if Joel and B misses, right? Let's say Joel and B misses. Um, cause he, he, I think he didn't play last night or he's out for this game tonight. Something like that. He, I think he didn't play last night. But if Joel Embiid, right, misses five more games, I think, five more games, then he would not be eligible to be the MVP of the NBA. Now, I get the, the, the reasoning Behind this, because load management has fucked up the league. It has made the league look so weak, so bitch made, so scared. Like, it, it just makes them look weak. I get it. You're healthy, but you just don't want to play. The fuck? But. I'm sorry. Well, I just wanted to say that. And it just, what the fuck is going on? Yo, that shit is fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yo, the distractions that certain colleges do for fucking players when they shoot free throws is the funniest shit on the planet. Um, But, but I hate this dumbass rule. And I get it, low management. But Joel Embiid, man, is probably, and I mean, man, Probably one of the best players in the NBA. Now, again, if he does not win his MVP, but he has the stats and the numbers to pretty much show that he can be the MVP. Plus, on top of that, if Philly ends up with the number one seed, which is not that far of a stretch, that they could end up with the number one seed. Excuse me. How could you sit there? Like, how could you sit there and say he's not the MVP? Like, it, it, it's it's crazy. Joel B is one of the best players in the NBA. Is he injury prone? Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest. If he's got the numbers. But he misses 66 games. Whoever wins the MVP. You ain't the MVP. If he blows your... If Joel Embiid's numbers blow you out massively, you are not the MVP. Sorry to tell you. You're not. 
And last but not least, if I get off, I believe sports is this. So, Shakira Stevenson, boxer, um, last night tweeted that uh, because technically he didn't get the fight that he wanted, he is now retiring from boxing at 26 years old. And I don't believe that shit, not even in the slightest. Um, yeah, I don't believe that shit. Uh... Listen, man, I think Shakur, Shakur Stevenson is one of the best boxers uh, in boxing. People can hate on him, whatever. But, yeah, his last fight that he had with a torn shoulder was bad. But it doesn't change the fact that the man can box his ass off. He's going to end up with a fight. I don't know who he fights. Uh, it seems that Devin Henney... Devin Heaney and Ryan Garcia are in talks to fight in April. Um, I know Tyson Fury and Usyk is fighting in February. Last year's boxing, you know, world was so good. Like, a lot of last year's fights were top tier. Tank and Ryan. Uh, Crawford and Spence. Uh, Heaney and um Lormachenko, Heaney and um Heaney and um uh Regis Prograves. Um shit, even Tyson Fury and uh Francis Nagano was incredible. Fucking incredible fights. Top tier classic fights. Battles all through boxing. If you love boxing like I do, you were pretty good. You were you were pretty happy. You know, Canelo Alvarez and and one of the Cholo brothers. Like, it was a good year for us, for boxing fans. We love boxing. This year, I hope the politics don't come back, which it seems like it really is, because a lot of people are now trying to particularly space it and try and be like, okay, this person's not going to fight this person because this person needs to fight. I hope that the politics don't get involved. And I actually do hope Ryan Garcia and Devin Heaney do fight. But if they don't, I want Devin Henney to really give, you know, Tank, I know he changed his name, I don't know, Adula Ward or something like that, Adula or something, but Adula, yeah, Adula Ward or something like that, um, I hope he gives it to Tank, I hope Tank gets a chance to fight Devin Oh, yeah, not Shakira Stevenson. I know, I know Devin now is 140, and he's not going to probably come back down. But if Shakira Stevenson fights Devin Henney at 140 and he beats him, <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, hey, yo, man, hey, do I think Devin could beat Ryan Garcia? Of course I do. I think Devin's last fight against Regis Pro Graves was his best. That was his best fight he had. Um, I can't even say that now nah, because the, the, the George Cabosis fight, he he controlled George Cabosis, um, pretty fucking easily. Like, and not just in one, but two fights. Like he he hold, he held them down in two fights. He beat his ass in two fights in his own homeland. He beat his ass. I know Tia Fimo fights in a couple of weeks. I think February. 
the third, I want to say, or maybe it's the Saturday, uh, the Saturday before, uh, shit, Saturday before, um, the Super Bowl, um, but yeah, I know Teofimo is about to fight again, um, but yeah, I mean, th- this year, I hope 2024 is the same as 2023, a lot of fights, I want to see Canelo Alvarez versus, uh, uh, David Benavidez or uh, Bivol, uh, Bivol, uh, Dimitri Bivol. Like, we got to get something, man. We got to get some fights, man. We got to really, really get some fights in 2024 because 2023 was amazing. And if you're a box fan like I am, you know what I mean by that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is it, man. That's I believe sports, man. I'll see you guys next week. Um, I guess I'll preview the Super Bowl, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and other thing that's going on, I know NHL, the hockey All-Star game is this Saturday. Um, might check that out a little bit. Uh, I'm uh, watching college basketball right now. My North Carolina Toy Hills taking on the Georgia Tech uh, Yellow Jackets. So I'm watching that game right now. Um, North Carolina plays Duke this weekend. Houston plays Kansas this weekend, I think. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm against some college basketball, too. So, get ready for that. But, uh, till next time, I am Brandon New. This is Sports. Peace.